0: Welcome, everyone. My name is Yaro and you're listening to the Daydream Rose podcast. I'm super excited to have you, and really excited to share this episode with you as well. Um, I have a really awesome herbalist and tarot reader on the show today, but before I get there, I want to share a couple of things that are going on in my world and my business right now, and also things that I'm sh- that I'm preparing for you behind the scenes. Um, so if I, if you listen to my last episode, which was a solo one, um, I've really shifted the focus of my daydream roles side a little bit and I redesigned it. Um, I was up till 1am on a Sunday night and it just suddenly came to me, which was really beautiful. I'm in Hamburg at the moment, which is my hometown, so I'm spending time with family and I have more space here to be creative and do some groundwork in my business, which feels really exciting. And so yeah, I've redesigned DayDoingWorlds.com if you have a minute I would love for you to check that out and let me know what you think. And with that also came a real kind of um, big shift towards focusing on embodiment. And I still love all the main modalities that I'm working with or the tools that have really helped me so much. So these would be folk herbalism, rituals, really deep and authentic self-care, the tarot um, movement rituals and journaling and so I've decided to look at these tools really through the lens of embodiment because I've realized that as a survivor and as someone who's been really affected by diet culture really young, as someone who's been bullied and body shamed as a very young person, um, embodiment is such something that I had to really reclaim and really work for and that's of course an ongoing process for me and I just want to allow myself to really dive super deeply into that and to share that with as many people as possible and to look at it from as many different angles as possible. So I feel really excited about that shift and it's also changed the tarot readings and rituals that I'm offering a little bit. Um, They're still available on a sliding scale starting from $33 and you can choose between different themes. One would be transition, one is embodiment and self-love, one is purpose and one is relationship. And they are this little bundle, they're they're not just a tarot reading but you're also receiving a plan to work with, a ritual suggestion and some journaling prompts so that it's a really interactive co-created reading that we're Um, doing together and what's new is that I'm also offering mentoring so you can get a reading from me and if you feel like you're in a bigger transition in your life right now and you could really do with some support you can book additional mentoring sessions with me so then a reading and two mentoring sessions with me are $197 and you can find out more at daydreamwolves.com The other thing that's new is that I'm working still on the Do-It-Yourself Business Magic program. Many people have joined. It's become a really beautiful community through the Patreon, and I'm just super excited. Uh, So far, we have four modules out. The first one is Purpose, Sustainability, and Cash. The second one is Self-Care for Small Business Owners. The third one is Building Solid Structures, where we're looking at really practical things like software systems and uh, making bookkeeping and when to hire out. Um, there's more modules to come one on social media, one on creating sustainable offerings, and one on long-term visions and growth. And I've also added a bonus module on newsletter marketing, which feels important because many of us are really noticing that the rules on social media are changing all the time and it can feel really hard to stay on top of that as an entrepreneur. Um, Of course, we mainly want to be creative and share valuable content, but it seems that just the rules are changing all the time. And so it's just really becoming clear that having a newsletter list Uh, with people that are excited that to hear about you is becoming increasingly important. And so in this module, I'm looking at ethical ways of building your newsletter and offering something valuable to people and also at putting systems and structures into place that make that delivery of that content super easy and really fun for you. So to recap, the do-it-yourself business program is... Um, for entrepreneurs and small business owners or do those who want to become small business owners um, but who also care about sustainability and kindness and freedom. Um, I've taken a bunch of business trainings that were pretty expensive myself and I just learned the hard way in the last three and a half years, um, you know, what it means to build an online business. So I want to share all of that in a really accessible and fun way. And so you can get access to this program as well as my web design and branding courses by pledging $11 or more on my Patreon. And if that's not affordable to you, you're totally welcome to get in touch. I won't ask any questions. Um, We can just work something out and get you access to that too. Um, another thing that I want to mention really briefly, and I really don't want to make it too long, I will let, let you go into the episode really soon. Um, but I'm a bit shy about this, and I want to kind of share it for public accountability. Um, I'm working on recording some movement rituals because, like I said, embodiment is really important to me right now, and movement has been something that's really not always been joyful for me. I've made some pretty negative experiences around like competition and just overwhelming sports at school and never really, really found something that gave me real joy or that felt authentic. So I'm working on audio recorded movement rituals that are meant to be really accessible for all kinds of bodies. And I'm excited about that, but it's also pretty far outside my comfort zone. So if this feels exciting to you, and this is something you would like to do with me, please send me a message or just comment on Instagram. I would love to hear because that would just make it so much easier for me to actually do it <laughs> and then finally this is more of a long-term vision but i'm gonna create a 13-week audio course called the magic of embodiment which is also going to be available to all patrons and this is going to be an exploration of what body liberation and reclaiming embodiment can look like especially for survivors so there's going to be um sessions with journaling prompts and those movement rituals and there's going to be tarot spreads and simple folk herbal recipes and I'm really excited about that too I think that's coming kind of towards the end of summer or autumn and I will let you know about that of course as soon as possible thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy today's show bye Hi everyone, I have a really beautiful guest for you today. Her name is Jordan and we meet, we met on Instagram. And yeah, it's been it's been really lovely. We've been following each other now for a couple of months, I think. So not super long, but I just keep noticing really beautiful stuff that's being put out on the account called Mystic Sister. And also she is a tar reader and a herbalist like me. So it's always obviously really cool to meet like like-minded people. And I really wanted to talk, so I invited her, and she said yes. Yay! Yay. (laughs) We're going to talk about all kinds of witchy stuff today, and I will hand it over now so she can introduce herself.
1: Yes. Hi. I am. I'm so excited you had me on. Yeah. I I have known about you for a while, but we yeah we weren't really following each other. We hadn't really connected um, until. Amber Magnolia Hill from Mythic Medicinals started this um, herbal business owners Facebook group and we both just kind of went in there like full steam ahead like here's all this information we have and I think we you know I know for myself I definitely thought like okay I think it's time to connect
0: <laughs> yes yeah I'm so we have that is a really beautiful group by the way and I love and it so much yeah. So, a big shout out to Amber for putting it up and bringing everyone together and letting us have these conversations that are super important. For sure. (laughs) Cool. So, I already said you're also a Heveless and a Tower reader. Can you maybe tell us where you are in the world and what nature is like around you? Yeah,
1: I am in Clearwater, Florida. It is in the Tampa Bay area. So, it's like it's on the west coast. Of Florida, in its own little peninsula. I live in Pinellas County, so I'm in a peninsula on a peninsula. <laughs> um, yeah, so our nature is really interesting here because um, I'm I'm in uh, like the the USDA agriculture has certain growing zones, and I'm in nine B ten A, depending on where you look, which is like subtropical temperate but sometimes we get freezes and then sometimes it's super hot and our soil is so sandy so it's like i'm working on growing i'm trying to work on growing some more herbs myself and i'm just like florida why what like what even are you what's happening here um but yeah it's cool we we have all kinds of really neat um More stuff you'd see in like tropical areas. Um, Mm -hmm. And nature is really great. There's actually, I have my windows open right now because it's, uh, it may be snowing elsewhere in the States, but here it's very warm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there are birds singing outside. And um, it's just, it's really beautiful. It's a really, really beautiful place. Mm
0: -hmm. Cool. I would also love to know, and I heard the birds, by the way, they're really cool. Oh, wow, Uh, good. I would love to know kind of how you got into magic so I loved reading your about page and I loved reading your approach to reading the tarot and I just would love to hear a little bit more um, about how you got into it and kind of who who hooked you really and who supported you on that path
1: well my my first um, kind of magical teacher and inspiration was my mom Um, you know she would either she would go away on trips, or I would go to, like, sleepaway camp, or something like that, you know, and she would leave me with uh, certain crystals, Mm -hmm. and um, she had her own tarot cards, and I remember her driving me to school in the morning, and one of our local radio stations had, like, an astrologist that would come on in the morning, and, like, Read the horoscopes and then take calls from people, and it was kind of like a Miss Cleo sort of thing, but local. And she just really, um, you know, one of her favorite sayings is "Let your freak flag fly," and, <laughs> and she she just always um, really inspired me to to just be myself and go after the things that I love and. Um, from an early age, I've just always been a nerdy little bookworm who more than anything loved to just sit at home and immerse myself in other worlds, particularly magic and fantasy stuff. And it's just, I have always, always as a kid wanted that kind of stuff to be real. And then growing up, finding out it is real, you know, maybe not in, in the way that we think about it in fiction or in movies or things like that, but, um, it really does have so much power. Uh, and, and mm-hmm. so it's, you know, I, I don't think I got my first tarot deck until I was in college actually. Um, cause my mom, my mom has, um, a couple decks and she would read and I would always mess around with hers, but yeah, I don't think I got my own until I was in college. Um, but I got the, I was one of those people who was like, you know, fuck this whole thing that someone has to give you your first deck. I'm buying one. I want one. I'm buying it. Um, and I got the Wildwood Tarot. Mm. which, yeah, that was my very first deck, and I actually didn't even get the Waitsmith deck until, like, a couple years ago, Mm. because I was like, I feel like I should have some experience with this deck, Mm. Um, and I do go to it from time to time, but, yeah, the the Wildwood was my first deck, and it, um, I love it because it's so nature-focused, pagan-focused, Celtic-focused. My mom um, my mom's whole family comes from Ireland. Uh, her main name is O'Brien, um, and and so that uh, Celtic is uh, Celtic influences are really important on my my practice. And yeah, once I got that first tarot deck, that kind of really transformed um, my own practice and how I approached this kind of work as something that that was more to me than just oh this is interesting mm-hmm. um and kind of buying that first deck was what really transformed it for me
0: mm-hmm. yeah that sounds great um that's a beautiful way and i have the app for that deck so i've never had <coughs> a copy but i always really add, <coughs> and i um, I don't usually work with apps, but I feel like it's such a good thing to have just as a backup in case I ever find myself right? in an <laughs> emergency situation. I will be like, I have a place to go to. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I
1: actually, um, I don't know if you, you've heard of the Mesquite Tarot deck. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it's, first of all, the art is just amazing. Um, it's so minimal and so open for your own interpretations, um, Mm -hmm. in terms of reading the cards, but not only that, but it's like pocket sized. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a a small size deck and I typically don't like that, but I was so in love with the art with this deck. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's actually like the perfect thing to just, um, have in your bag for those tarot emergencies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You never know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's very true. I have the Divina deck as well. <laughs> We're getting a bit tarot geeky, but I love it because it is so small, and I can just pop it in my bag, and it fits in my hand. So my hands are really, really tiny. And um, yeah. I also have the Next World Tarot deck, which I'm super, extremely excited about. Like the artwork is so wow! It's just really, really uh-huh. cool, and um just represents communities that are really close to my heart but the the cards are huge and they're sometimes a bit intimidating I'm (laughs) like I don't even have a desk big enough to really do a big spread with this deck. (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, I
1: have I have one deck called the efflorescent tarot and I found it on Etsy it's just like this random deck that I have never seen anywhere else online or ever heard in conversation. I, I am the only person who I have spoken to. Yes. Mm -hmm. I talk to myself, um, (laughs) who, who knows about this deck. And I just kind of stumbled upon it and the the artwork is so beautiful and fun and has this very like personal touch to it, but Mm -hmm. the cards, um, the cards are more that kind of like bigger, more square shape. Mm. Um, You know, they're a little uh, wider than, than typical cards. And I really love the deck, but sometimes I'm just like, my hands don't want to shuffle you right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I can imagine. Um, I would also love to talk about plants a little bit. So you already talked about what nature is like around you and that growing stuff where you are, can be a little bit challenging Um, but I would love to know kind of how you first got into herbalism and if you have any favorite plant friends at the moment
1: yeah so um, that you know plants were one thing that my mom um, was not really involved with and so I didn't you know I'm let me backtrack here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> I'm working on my family tree right now. So I'm really diving deep into, um, my ancestry and my, my family and my history and learning that, um, my grandmothers and great grandmothers and people down the line have had, um, actually quite a bit of, um, workings with plants and with kitchen medicine and that kind of stuff. Um, but plants, I didn't really get into until um, only a few years ago, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the main thing was um, my acne. I I have always had trouble with acne, um, particularly surrounding that pleasant time of the month when my hormones just freak out and my face is like red spots everywhere. Um, And I just, I could not find anything that would both heal my acne and not make my skin freak out because, you know, the stuff that was strong enough for the acne would turn my face red because it was so sensitive and it would make me dry out so quickly and peel everywhere. And the stuff that didn't do that didn't even touch my acne. Um, And I also have um, oily combination skin and my face just didn't like anything. So Mm -hmm. at some point I was like, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make my own stuff. There's Mm got to be something out there that's helpful. And so that was kind of my first foray into working with plants um on on more of a level than making a cup of tea, which've yeah. always been a massive tea nut
0: yeah. um
1: so and even now, tea is tea is a big part of, I just had a cup of tea the other day and I was like, I'm just going to sit here and drink this and not do anything for a few minutes because that's what I need right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was skincare that first got me into it. And I do, uh, in my shop, I sell, um, I sell a variation of queen of Hungary's water, which, um, you know, Rosemary Gladstar has her famous recipe and it's this, this, um, ancient toner, basically going back to the 1300s. I sell a face serum. I make deodorant. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I have, I have kind of a skincare section in addition to the more medicinal things that I sell at my shop, because that was really the first thing that led me to plants. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have like a special place in my heart for, <laughs> for skincare stuff. And right now I have recently started just working with and developing a really beautiful relationship with blue vervain. Mm -hmm. And it, I feel like it's such an underappreciated plant (laughs) and, you know, I feel like there are people, there are so many other plants that people turn to first, um, When you're looking for uh, nervines or uh, anxiolytics to you know calm you down, or bitters or um, more kind of witchy woo-woo spiritual stuff, there's like mugwort and stuff like that. And and not that all of those other plants that people typically use aren't amazing. You know, mugwort is another of my favorites. Um, But blue vervain just does so many things, and it's 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 energy is so kind of powerful and ancient and it's, you know, it's often been called, uh, the, the witch's herb. It's, it's been around forever. Um, and you know, uh, the verbena officinalis in um, Europe is more common, but verbena histata, uh, blue vervain is more common over here in the States. And I've just, you know, I've just really started working with it a lot. And, um, it's also really up to my tolerance for bitter herbs because mm-hmm. she's a beauty, but boy, is she bitter. Um, mm-hmm. She is like, I mean, she, she will make you make that bitter face <laughs> the second you take a sip. Um, but that's, you know, she's an amazing women's herb for just that reason too. And so, yeah, I, I'm just, uh, I have a few, new products coming out, um, that, that feature her in, in the formulas. And I'm just, I'm really, really loving working with Blue Vervain right now.
0: That's beautiful. Yay. Um, and I love what you said about the skincare. I really, really love making balms as well. I don't have any experience at the moment making anything for a specific skin conditions, um, but I just love making bombs so much. That's like my one of my favorite love languages is.
1: It's so easy. Bombs are really easy. Mm-hmm. You know, infuse you infuse your oils, add a little beeswax. There you go. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love what you said also um, about the deodorant. Can you tell us a little, also, um, maybe I'm going to take one step back to me, it is so big and really courageous to start a product based herbal business because here in Europe, there are so many, uh, legislations and things and, you know, to follow. So, um well I have been making stuff for a couple of years and I do trade with people I don't have an official line that I sell to people um so I would love to hear kind of what it was like to take that leap and to say yes I'm gonna do it and like maybe to print the labels for the first time and buy empty bottles and all that um
1: yeah I mean I until this herbal um business owners group that Amber started I don't think I really realized how much regulation is around, <clears throat> excuse me, around herbalism in Europe. And I, um, you know, I, I, I hate unnecessary regulations, which, um, you know, there are some regulations out there that, that do good, but, um, you know, my dad is also a small business owner. And if there's one thing that in all the years he's owned a business, which is before I was even born, that he consistently complains about. It's how crushing regulations are. Um, so with herbalism in the states, it's it's interesting because certain things, you know, we do kind of fall into um, certain categories that the FDA looks at, but were largely unregulated. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of tricky, which I think is part of the reason Amber started that group we were talking about, because there are so many, so many things that seem just so confusing. And when I did start the business, I spent hours and hours and hours looking at the FDA's website and all their regulations and looking at different websites, trying to figure out a uh, tax laws. And, um, yeah, it, it, it was kind of a lot. Um, I think one reason it, one reason I was able to, to just kind of do it without, feeling the crushing weight of regulation induced anxiety is because I had already started offering my tarot readings um, professionally. So I kind of had that going already. And also we spoke about this um, off mic a little before, but I work part time for my dad um, and he is hugely supportive of me starting my own business and, and being able to support myself with the things that I create. And so working for my dad and having him understand what I'm doing and support what I'm doing and having him essentially provide me with a, a small bit of a steady income, you know, I only work for him part-time so that I can have this other time to, to build mystic sister, having that support there was really important too, because I didn't feel so rushed to, I didn't feel that it was you know necessary to immediately start selling things and start making money enable in, uh, in order to support myself. Mm. Um, but yeah, getting the herbs for the first time and getting all of the bottles and the labels um it was really exciting kind of uh, having it all set up. I'm actually talking to you from my living room couch right now because Mm -hmm. my office is a mess of Mm -hmm. bottles and new labels um, for all the new products I'm getting out. Um, I'm going to try to do a little uh, product photography today um, Mm -hmm. so I can get those new pages up on the website. So my office is um, flowers everywhere, (laughs) but yeah. It's, um, it's fun. I love, uh, I love making new products and spending time figuring out these new formulas and, um, really just spending time with the plants. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I make, um, I make products for other people to use, but I also, the things that I make are things that I use all the time. I I don't make anything that I don't have a connection with. And, you know, maybe that is a poor business model, but, um, but I think there are, you know, I think it's great that the herbalism industry and, and interest in herbalism is growing. Um, and I think there are plenty of places for people who are looking for a specific thing to go. So I'm not really worried about people coming to Mystic Sister and not, um, finding what they're looking for because I really, I want Mystic Sister to be more than a shop, um, you know, that's why I offer tarot readings. I have um, the blog there as well. And I've started a Patreon. Mm -hmm. And because I really want Mystic Sister to be a community and a place where people can come for magic. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't want it to just be a place where you throw some stuff in your shopping cart, and then you're on your way. Um, I want people to spend time there and I want people to learn things. I think there's a really big trend right now of, uh, witchy people and herbal people kind of heading in the direction of teaching more. Mm -hmm. And, um, that, you know, while I don't want to step completely away from offering products, because I love making them and offering them to people, um, I think it's so important too to be teaching people. Um, so yeah, there's, there's kind of a a lot going on, uh, in my head for, for things that I, things that I want to bring to mystic sister. Um, yeah. but right now it's, I'm definitely focused on getting these, these new tinctures out, brand new whole line of tinctures. Um, so that's kind of my main thing right now, but they should be out soon. I'm really excited about them.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs> I would also, you know, we talked a little bit about the challenges that we're facing as entrepreneurs, um, both now and in the Facebook group. So I would love to hear what you're doing for self care, um, and to keep keep inspired and in touch with your own magic.
1: Um so self-care is definitely really important to me. Kind of it way before self-care was trendy, which it's not a bad thing that self-care is trendy, you know, but um, I think, I think in some ways it can be a little like, oh, I need to take the perfect photo of myself in this bath floating with flowers or, you know, whatever. And it's like, it's not about showing the world how you care for yourself, for yourself. It's about caring for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I have had um, depression and anxiety since I was about 11, 12, maybe. Um, and it's not, you know, it, it's not situational. It's not um, from any kind of trauma or anything like that. I just have chronic major depressive disorder and anxiety. Um, my brain chemicals don't work <laughs> quite the way they should. Um, and So when I don't care for myself properly, I end up on the bathroom floor in the fetal position sobbing and wanting to die, you know? So it's, it's self-care is hugely important. And usually mine is not that pretty or Instagram worthy. (laughs) A lot of my self-care is saying, you know, fuck it, I'm going to sit here and binge this on Netflix. Mm. Or um, I am a cigar smoker. Um, and I will sit out on the porch and just have a cigar, um, you know, with my dad, usually, because it's his fault. I'm a cigar smoker. <laughs> um, but, you know, and that's um, my friend, Jeff Hinshaw, who people may know as Brooklyn Tarot, um, he, he pointed out that it's also, um, you know, it's smoke medicine is not just, um, burning herbs, you know, it, mm-hmm. it sometimes it's actually, um, feeling the smoke in your mouth and you don't inhale with cigars, but you get mm-hmm. the taste of the, of the tobacco. And, and it's a, uh, it's a really, um, beautiful kind of time spent with smoke medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know maybe all i try to eat really well but sometimes i i want a pollo tropical you know i want their chicken quesadilla wrap and gosh darn it i will have one um, so my self care is really just kind of listening to what my body and my mind need Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, like right now this, this past week or so I've been kind of in a low grade depression. Mm -hmm. Um, my next month, it'll be a year since my grandma died and she was one of the most important people in my life. Mm -hmm. And just this past weekend, I had a huge garage sale, getting rid of a bunch of her stuff, you know? And it's like, I just um, posted on Instagram about how I tried to make her matzo balls and they came out tasting oily and salty and awful. (laughs) And um, So I've just been in kind of this like funk and this kind of low-grade depression the past week or so. So I'm really just, I'm a lot of self-care that I practice is not beating myself up. Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes, and I think a lot of us do this, we have this whole plan for what we're going to do for the day or, you know, what we need to get done this week or whatever. And, you know, of the 500 things on the list, I finished two of them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, then of course I beat myself up for not finishing them, but, uh, then I can't do the work because I'm spending too much time beating myself up and it's Mm -hmm. just this horrible vicious circle. So, Probably the biggest part of my self-care is just being kind to myself and forgiving myself for not um, always being the kind of like mega hustle boss bitch queen, you know? (laughs) Sometimes I'm in that mode and I will get shit done and be on a roll and sometimes I will just why on the couch all day? Um, and because that is what I need. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really just, I try to listen to my, listen to my body. And I, and I think that applies to most things, you know, whether it's food or medicine or what have you. Um, I think a lot of the times we just don't listen to our bodies enough. Mm-hmm. And so that's just what I try to do. And I, and I do what it tells me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's really great. Um, I have really similar approaches and, and I feel really deeply grateful that we have the flexibility as entrepreneurs most of the time, or maybe more often at least than people that have full-time employment to listen to our body and um, the fluctuating energy levels and ups and flows. For
1: sure. Well, I mean, one of the big reasons I started my own business is because due to my depression, I found it very difficult to hold on to a job. Mm. Um, I, you know, would feel okay. I'd be in an okay place and I'd get a job and, um, it would not be what I had expected it to be, or it would not be, um, fulfilling my, you know, like, not spiritual, but, um, my needs for kind of what I wanted out of life, you know, and, uh, you know, some of my, my worst kind of bouts of depression came from being in jobs that just felt very crushing. And Mm -hmm. the only thing I could do to get myself out of that was to quit that job. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was one of the big reasons I, I started my own business because it felt like the only thing I could do to, um, to make money and support myself, um, without falling into this horrible, soul crushing depression.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah. We talked about the herbicide of your business a lot and I would love to know if that's cool and um, what your approach to reading the Tower for Clients is and yeah if you and tell me anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean um
1: tarot was definitely my my first love um mm-hmm. before Mystic Sister was born I was just kind of reading under my name um you know, all of my social media handles were just my name, Jordan Maya, uh, my first and middle name, my, that was my website name, um, you know, I, and I, I think I've tried to carry over that feeling of, you know, this is my business, but this is also me, um, uh, into Mystic Sister, uh, but yeah, so reading tarot, um, I kind of The way I describe it um, a lot of the times to people who are like, you know, oh, I don't want any of that psychic doodads in my business, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I, the way I try to describe it is um, almost like a guided therapy session, sort Mm -hmm. of, or like journaling with another person. (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know, it's, I, I see the cards, um, as facilitators. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I try to make it very clear um, that I am not a psychic. Um, I, I don't have that. Um, I, you know, I've never really seen spirits or, um, you know, felt things that were going to happen or anything like that, you know, and there are plenty of people out there who do that kind of work. I am not one of them. Um, and I think the beautiful thing about tarot is that anyone can learn it, mm-hmm. but um, I am very intuitive and I really bring that intuition into my practice. And so the way I read is, is a conversation, really, um, with whoever I'm reading for. The more that that person tells me the more I can give back to them. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you sit down in front of me and say, Oh, well prove to me Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: you can read the tarot, you know, it's not going to be fun for me. That person's not going to get anything out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but if someone sits down and says, here's what I'm thinking, here's what I'm feeling, here's what I'm looking for guidance on, that gives me more to work with. Um, and then throughout the reading, we just talk, um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'll, I'll tell you what the cards mean in the context of where they are in the spread, in the context of what they mean next to other cards, um, and, and you know, see how that resonates with the person. And, and usually by my asking um, that person questions as I go along through the reading, um, the reading may shift um, and, and we'll, we'll get to a different place um, you know, I, and I do rely heavily on my intuition. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes I'll lay a whole spread out and focus on just a few cards. Um, or I will, sometimes I read with reversals. Sometimes I don't, um, it depends how I'm feeling, but, uh, you know, sometimes I'll see a card come up And I just, you know, intuitively feel that it's, you know, meant to be read maybe slightly differently than what it's generally read as. Like I I had the death card come up in a reading um, for someone a while ago. And it's almost always a spiritual death or an emotional death. And as I was talking about this card, you know, and this person came to me with a completely unrelated issue. But as I was talking about this card, I just felt that I should ask, um, about, uh, any physical death that might've happened. And this, this person had just had an abortion and that was hugely influencing what they were going through. And so, you know, I, I just really try to rely on my intuition, um, and rely on what the cards are telling me rather than what, um, you know, they're supposed to mean. Um, and also, just making it really a conversation Mm -hmm. with the person because then we both get a lot more out of it.
0: Mm. Yeah, I agree. That's beautiful. Um, You also have a Patreon and I think that's super interesting. I'm so excited about Patreon as a way to support independent makers of all kinds of things, really, because
1: there are some awesome Patreons
0: out there. Yeah, I'm supporting six myself at the moment and really have to kind of stop myself from <laughs> getting any more. But I think it's so beautiful that we support each other in that way. And I'm so grateful to my Patreons, and it's really given me the space to do this podcast. And I love having these conversations, but I also have to justify spending all that time and energy on it. And so, uh, yeah, I, I just love it. Um, but anyway, tell me about your Patreon. What is the idea behind it and what you're offering and how does it feel for you?
1: Well, I, um, I initially started it a few months ago <clears throat> and I had a whopping total of one patron mm-hmm. pledge to, um pledge their money to me and it was my dad. So (laughs) right? It's just it's both adorable and sad. (laughs) Um and you know, I was just like I was in a place too where I was just like, oh, uh everyone is doing this Patreon thing. This seems like a great way to add some uh income flow to my business. I'll do it. And um it just wasn't working out. And within like a week, I was just like, screw this. Um, And I shut it down. Mm. And then recently, um, after spending a little more time away from it, um, and just kind of seeing Every seeing all the all these people I follow, seeing their Patreon grow, and seeing the stuff that they're doing, it um, I think I realized before I was just like, "Oh, this is another way to make money. Great, I'll just mm-hmm. do it." Um, because you know, as a relatively new business, I'm I'm not currently making enough from Mystic Sister to support myself, so um, money is a concern. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all. Like to talk about how money doesn't buy happiness, but it it buys security um, to do the things you want to do to make you happy. So I think after realizing that that was kind of why I was doing it, um, I think that was why it didn't really work out. Um, so I decided to relaunch it. I tweaked some of the rewards a little. Um, and I you know, I'm, I'm trying to give it a little more love, um, Mm -hmm. than just putting it out there and waiting for it to do stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm giving the Patreon a little more love. I'm trying to make people more aware of it. And, um, I'm just gonna, I'm going to put myself into it. Um, even if I only have, you know, five patrons, Mm -hmm. um, because, like I was saying earlier, I really want mystic sister to be, um, a communal magical space Mm. and Patreon really allows people to support me on a number of different levels Mm. at the same time as I get to create and teach and give out all this incredible stuff. Mm. So I'm approaching it a little differently, but I'm I'm really I'm really excited about it. Um, it's still a little baby Patreon um, because I think it's been like a week or something since I relaunched it. Uh, but I I already I I feel really good about it, and um, I feel really good about what I am offering at the different levels, and um, I I think I hope that other people will too, so, yeah, yeah,
0: that's great, yeah, and I can so relate to that, I started mine about four months ago, and it's just so vulnerable to ask people for money, it's, yeah, to and to keep talking about it, and to just remember that, mentioning it that one time, and that one story that was up for 20 years, <laughs> is probably not enough like I heard once that on average um someone will have to see it see or hear about something seven times before they make a decision whether or not it's for them and I think you know that might be a random number I don't know what that's based on but I I think think I've heard that
1: that too that like especially with the technological age we live in yeah we need to just, like, ram it down people's throats. <laughs> and yeah. I think it's so tough for us, like, herbal witchy types mm-hmm. because um, we're all kind of, like, yay spirit and, you know, <laughs> hooray love. And it's, it's kind of – it's tough. It is, like you were saying, it's tough to say, here's what I'll give you uh, every month or whatever – please give me your money (laughs) and and it is it's tough but I'm I'm letting it be um and I'm just putting my love into it I'm gonna grow my little baby Patreon until it's a great big daddy Patreon (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) I chose the king of coins as my card for the year Mm. um so I chose it. I didn't draw it I chose it and I really love that practice because I think there can be so much anxiety around like drawing a card for the year because then you're like, oh my god, but what is this like a nine of swords or something, and then everything is <laughs> So I like to like I choose a card and then each month I come back to it and I see how my relationship to it has changed. And so a really big thing for me this year is like really feeling into what is a healthy way of building solid structures and working with money and creating a setup for myself that is sustainable and with patreon i really feel a long-term commitment that i've never ever felt for anything in my life you know like i had i started working when i was 11 i had so many different jobs and some of them i really loved some i really hated and i have really really loved running my web design business for the last three years and i will for another many years i'm not totally (laughs) sure but many years um but with this Patreon, I was like, would I want to do this if this is still a thing 10 years from now? I'm like, yeah, totally. I really do. I really want to nurture this community. And that also kind of mirrors like age a little bit. I've, I've just um, turned 32 last November. So I've, I've not been in my 30s for ages now, but it feels different. You know, I've never really considered what was going to happen 10 years from now before. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's super interesting, and I, yeah, can't wait to see it grow and and shed some of the anxiety around sharing about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: and I I think another thing for me too is like not that you're an old fart or anything at thirty two, <laughs> like you're still pretty young. Um, but I I forget sometimes that um, I am I'm younger than a lot of other people doing this. I turned 26 this month, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's like, I know, yay, birthdays (laughs) in a couple weeks. And it's like, I see, I see some of these people who are you know they're like oh you know my business is five years old today and look how good it's doing and I'm like oh right okay my business is still really young or people who say like I turned 38 today and I finally know what I'm doing and I'm like I'm 26 almost I don't know what I'm doing with my life <laughs> and so um, I think that just too goes back to being kinder to myself and also just it's really really hard to not compare ourselves to everyone else out there um and so I'm just trying to be kind to myself and trying to just share things really excuse me really authentically Mm -hmm. um instead of in this really like polished and pretty Mm -hmm. way that just shows the good things because that is not at all representative of my life. At least, um, my life is a hot mess. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm just I'm trying to be really authentic and and just trying to remember that things will come as I work on them. It may not happen right away, but I have to just keep at it, keep keep working, and and keep growing things, which again is just, you know, look at plants. Mm -hmm. Um, Every plant starts out as a a tiny little seed that is buried under dirt. Um, And sometimes I feel really tiny and like I'm buried under a shit ton of dirt. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you look at like here in Florida, in the South, there are great giant live oaks everywhere um, and these trees are decades decades old um, and just you know it, looking to plants as medicine in that way too is really powerful in in just being with them and and learning from them on a more spiritual level um, rather than just you know downing some tincture and going on your way um, really just spending, <clears throat> spending time with plants and spending time with the earth um, and learning from the slowness mm-hmm. that gives them their strength.
0: Yeah. Yes. Plants. <laughs> yes. Plants. <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> Thank you so, so much for everything that you shared. I really love talking to you and I really think that Many, many listeners will love listening to this conversation too. And if I they could want- talk to you for hours. Yes. Like, this me is too. ridiculous. <laughs> um so if people are like, oh my god, I want to find out more, can you tell us what you're offering and where people can find you?
1: Yes. So uh my website is mysticsister.net.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and really, you can find links to all my social media and to my Patreon and to my various herbal offerings and to my tarot offerings. They're all on that website. But if you want to just check me out at Instagram, I'm at mystic sister double underscore um, Mm -hmm. because the single underscore was taken. Lame. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, I'm on Twitter as mystic sister double underscore too, but I don't I don't do a whole lot over on Twitter. Um, Instagram's my main jam. I'm on Facebook as the Mystic Sister, but again, that's, I mean, it's kind of a barren place over there. <laughs> Instagram mainly, slash um, Mystic Sister.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but yeah, MysticSister.net has all of the appropriate links you may need to follow. <laughs> um, and yeah, tell me if you heard me on the podcast, man. Comment. DM me. Send me messages. Love notes. I love it all.
0: Yes, I love notes. I love 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 notes too. (laughs) Love
1: notes are the best. Like, just tell me you love me. That's
0: all I want (laughs) to hear. I think sometimes, and I also, I mean, I love the love. I'm here for the love, but also I'm here for the questions and people seem to feel yeah. It was like, I'm so sorry to be messaging you. Like, please message me. Make me feel special. Yeah, (laughs) right.
1: I would love to inform you on stuff. Let me, let me inform you. Come to me with your questions. I am here. Even if the answer is, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I'd I mean, be happy to let you know that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you so much. It was amazing. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank this you.
0: This was Bye. so great. Bye. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed the show. And if you did, I would really appreciate a review on iTunes. That's making it a lot easier for other people to find a show and, you know, they might benefit from it too. And it's just beautiful to share these conversations with as many people as possible. If you want to support the show financially, you can also become a Patreon at patreon.com slash which gets you access to monthly ritual kits as well as courses and regular readings by me. I will link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much.